Welcome back into our Huskers Radio Network podcast. We're continuing our Title IX podcast series as we celebrate excellence in women's athletics for 50 years of Title IX. I'm Jessica Cootie. I got a fun guest lined up today, Megan Straub, and um, a lot of different angles to get to with Megan. She was a student athlete here and now works in the athletics department. And when we have interviews that come in for Sports Nightly or are on our podcast, she's part of the team that help us line up people to get down here. Megan, how's it going? Going well. How about you? Good. Well, you just heard me talk about Title IX, and we've had a year-long celebration. We're about halfway through it. What's it been like being a part of it, seeing it kind of unfold the way that it has? No, I think it's awesome. There's a lot of great women and, and men, too, that are working hard to set up events and different things that we have going on at home games and on social media and on our website. And it's been awesome just to see all those creative things that have, that have been coming out. Well, before you got here and were working for the athletics department, you were a student athlete. You were part of the powerhouse bowling <laughs> program. Yes. But and your dad is is Bill and was just inducted into the Nebraska Hall of Fame in the fall. But how did it all start? How did you? I mean, was there any choice? Were you going to bowl? Well, the journey was kind of interesting. I grew up around the program my whole life. I started bowling when I was two. Um, everybody on the team were like my big sisters. Mm -hmm. I was an only child, so it was just nice having that connection with all these college girls that would babysit me and just hang out with me, take me to, to do fun things. I like to bowl. I bowled because I didn't want to embarrass my parents when someone asked me to throw a couple shots, but I liked volleyball more. Really? So, yeah, so I played volleyball all through middle school and through high school and I was looking at schools to go and play and I had a couple offers on the East Coast and I was still kind of deciding what I wanted to do between my junior and senior year and I ended up tearing my Achilles when oh, I was awful. playing a yeah, club volleyball tournament. It was very painful. It, it felt like someone had shot the back of my calf and the tendon just rolled up my leg and there was a ball of my Achilles tendon. Oh, it was crazy. Easy chills. Yeah, so I had surgery, came back home, had surgery, and I wanted to get back in and play volleyball again, but I just didn't feel the same. I was concerned about something happening again, and I just didn't really know. And, and my dad said, well, like this was before my senior year of high school. I was like, you know, let's, let's try it out. Let's see how you do bowling. We'll really make sure you're putting in the hours every week like you were for volleyball, and let's see what happens. And thankfully, I ended up getting better, and I, and I was good enough to walk on on the team. And I was like, yeah, that's great. Like, I might as well do it. I wanted to be an athlete anyways, and it just worked out. And then I had a great time. My four years here were awesome. I got better every year, which was great, and um, it really was just a very fulfilling experience that I was glad everything turned out the way that it did. I, I saw my life differently than it ended up, but it's been great. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So I, what was your perspective? I know it wasn't necessarily that was going to be your first choice as a sport in college, but as someone that was so close to the program, watching the program be what it was and, mm -hmm. and to be one that was competing for national titles and winning national titles and, and again with Title IX and, and that's the what we're talking about here, just to have that perspective as a daughter of a dad that's built a program mm -hmm. and, and the emphasis that was placed on bowling. Yeah, I mean, I was blessed to be a part of something like that. And when I thought about it, I wasn't good enough at volleyball to be on this stage in volleyball. So it was just such an awesome experience to be on, on the best team in the country. And being somebody that probably, I mean, shouldn't have been recruited during high school to bowl, but it just worked out. And it was just an, an awesome experience. And just being able to be around a lot of other bowling programs and coaches that look to us as the vision that they want their program to be was, was really cool too. So how, I mean, did you just live at the alley? How did you get 
good? How did you get to I, where you yeah. could compete and contribute? I just, I put the hours in and I really believed what my dad and Coach Klempa taught me. And I didn't have anything else to go off of. A lot of times there's bowlers that come to the program that have their own personal coaches and a whole experience growing up that's different than what it is here. But I didn't have that because it was all the same. So it was really easy for me just to immediately do whatever they asked me to do. And, and like I said, I, tr I trusted it and it worked out. I just, I put the hours in and turned out good. For people that just, you know, can just go, go to hang out at the bowling alley, like what goes into developing yourself as an athlete mm -hmm. to where, I mean, is it something where, do you watch film? Do you know like, okay, this is, in this certain instance, I'm doing this? Like how do you continue to improve and get better? So we do watch film, but it's not of opponents like most people do. This is the camera behind you and you're analyzing everything and, and we teach walk straight, swing straight, swing straight, follow through straight. So it's your idea that you're going to start someplace and end up at the same spot. You're going to have your elbow in, you're going to follow through straight. So all of those things can be analyzed by video. And in order to get all those things correct, we do different drills. So if you normally have a five-step approach, then we'll do a one-step approach and a three-step approach to try to get those things in line. So when you add more to your game, you still have those fundamentals down. It's awesome. Yeah. When Coach Straub was uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame, he had the biggest, I think, crowd out there mm. celebrating him, and, and he, it was loud. They were all cheering for him. And he wouldn't, I, I think I asked him some about how he built the program, and, and he was very humble about it and, and just saying that's kind of what he did. But in your perspective, how was he able to, to build and, and make this a, the powerhouse that it is? He's a great coach and teacher. I think that would apply to any sport, not just for bowling. Um, and he knew how to adapt his coaching and teaching styles to all the different athletes that he had. And he learned a lot as well because he started off with both the men's and women's team. So that was a whole nother challenge. And then when he went to just the women's team, he used a lot of those things that he had, he had taught the men. And also just learning when watching other really good coaches that are for our coaching basketball or football because it all really can apply to the same thing. Um, he made a lot of connections with golf because that's something that's a little bit more prominent now and people can connect with a little easier. So you see a lot of people have a, a same type of golf swing. That's the same kind of thing with bowling. You're, the ideal swing should look very similar for everybody. Mm. So he was just always learning and always interested in hearing the perspective of the athletes on the team and, and what they believed and had a lot of good debates sometimes but discussions about what should be happening and why they believe what they do and why he coaches what he does. I'm taking notes on how I can improve, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, I've talked to a couple of athletes that said, hey, if you want to bowl, I mean, this is where you want to be. Kind of like volleyball, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's that program. So what's it like when you come and compete here, that pressure that, hey, you're mm. expected to go compete for a national title every year? Yeah, that's true. I, I didn't really think about it too much, but I do think that sometimes it slips into our minds that we have something that we want to maintain every year. But we have such a great support system here, and it just feels like that's the expectation, but it's not really a weight on our shoulders. It's just what we expect to do every year, and, and thankfully it works out most years. How much do you appreciate, too, I mean, because, again, going back to, to Title IX, and, and this is a program that's here because Title IX and providing opportunities and, and all that, that, that there, were, there was an opportunity for you to be a student athlete, to be a part of the program here. Yeah, we got really lucky. Um, I know my dad worked really closely with Bill Byrne, the past athletic director here, and, and he believed in having bowling here and thought that it was going to be something that didn't only help with Title IX, but it also is going to be something that's successful and could get national championships for the school.
So last year, I was on TV for the first mm -hmm. time. Big Ten Network, and they said the ratings yeah. were awesome, mm -hmm. and the Big Ten folks loved having it on, and they wanted to try to do it again. How cool was that for you to see as someone in the athletics department, someone that was an athlete here, to see your sport on that stage? I loved it, and I loved the response that we got, too. Um, so the play-by-play -play guys, Larry Putney, who actually bowled here, and a lot of people didn't know that. They were just surprised at how great the broadcast was. And he's a pro no matter what sport right. it is, but he actually had a very personal connection. Now, my dad was able to do the, the color, and I know he really loved that. Um, kind of a funny story. I was working TV, so I was TOC, and they asked me. Like, timeout coordinator, by the way. Yes, timeout coordinator. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and I'm wearing the headset, talking to the guys in the truck. I'm like, hey, could you just tell us what happens each shot? Well, they didn't know. They put me in a spot that I, I could not see the pins. So I did my best, because if you can listen, a lot of times you can hear what pins were left. So I was trying. My dad's better at that than I was. But like, oh, I think they left one there. Like, well, they got the spare. So I probably didn't do the best job, but it was, it was a really fun experience. You can hear when mm -hmm. people bowl how many pins are left? Yeah, usually you can. You can hear when you hit the pocket and strike, usually. You can hear if they went a little high, they left one pin. It's a talent, but if you're around a bowling center enough, you can... You can tell what's left. Wow, we need to make you an analyst. By <laughs> yeah, <the way>. right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when people go, because last year when they they had fans out there, and mm -hmm. and I was going to look at the schedule here of what's coming up, but. Um, they can come watch, right? And, and you guys as athletes love that, right? Yeah, we have a home tournament every year. Um, it's going to be at Hollywood Lanes. And it's really great to have fans out there because there's a lot of places that we go that don't have as many people as they have for our home tournament. So it's, it's great to see our own fans and a lot of support. And it's, it's great. So you, you talked about how you started off, you had to change your sport and you worked really hard to, to walk on. And by the end, you're an All-American. Mm. So how rewarding was that by the end when you were one of the best in the country and, and named an All-American? It was rewarding. It, it just kind of happened, really. I didn't think about it too much. Like I said, I just I made sure every day I was learning something and getting better. And my thought process was how the team was doing and trying to win a national championship for the team. And while I got better trying to achieve that goal, the All-American came with it. That's what it's supposed to be, right? Yeah, like the, yeah. the individual awards come with the team, right? Yeah. What, what did it mean to you, too, and then now being a part of it in a working capacity that, again, there is so much support? Because, I mean, and I've said this so many times, people are probably sick of hearing it, but, like, it, it's just not like this everywhere. And, and especially across the board, the emphasis it's put on all of the women's sports and the mm -hmm. fans that show up. And so what has that meant to you in that perspective of seeing this kind of support that is given to the women's athletics programs here? Yeah, I've seen it every day that I'm working here. My dad had told me that. There are 20, 20 plus years that we have great support. And now that I'm on this side of it, I can see that as well. And we just are really blessed, and it's a lot different compared to other bowling programs throughout. And there are some that are getting to this level, and there's some more Division One, closer to Power Five schools that are also adding bowling now. But what we receive here is unmatched, and it's just, it's really great. So when your career as an athlete's done, what made you decide to come work mm -hmm. here in the communications department? I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I student taught at a high school. I was teaching English. And I really liked that side of it. I liked the journalism, working with students with the newspaper. Um, but then I just had this feeling that I wanted to get back into athletics because once my dad had retired, my connection to it was different. Once I graduated, it wasn't the same. So I got into a master's program with athletic administration. And we were meeting different people in departments. And Jeff Grish in our department was on a Zoom call. And 
he spoke to me a little bit through the Zoom call. I'm like, oh, this sounds like funny. It really fit with what I already was doing, teaching students in class and working a little bit journalism. Um, so I reached out to him and I met him in person. And I already knew a little bit about the department, just being an athlete here. But I really got to know everybody there. And I felt like I would really fit in. Um, so I started my graduate assistant position. Then I got my degree and graduated. And then now I've continued working with them. And I tell them, as long as you want me, I'm here. So that's my plan for now. And I'm really liking what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I brag all the time about how great the uh, support is for women's sports. But the, the sports information department really here here is so good. You guys win the awards mm -hmm. every single year, mm -hmm. national awards. I mean, you guys are really second to none. You have wrestling and soccer. And literally any time I, I need anybody, um, I'm like, hey, can you get me somebody? And, yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but how has that been, too, like working with the student athletes from that aspect? And I guess maybe tell a little bit about your job, because there might be somebody listening in that might be interested in sports information, too. Yeah. So. I've had to learn a lot, especially with stat keeping, soccer specifically. It's a pretty big program that you have to track everything that's happening during the game. So that was the biggest learning curve for me. Writing previews of a match or recaps of a game isn't too difficult because I already had wrote a lot of things and have had a lot of those things happen in my previous experiences. Um, but with wrestling, that was a whole new experience for me because I've seen it before but didn't follow the scorekeeping at all. Um, so that's been something that I've spent a lot of time on. And thankfully, this is my second year doing it. So my first year was a, a big learning curve. But now I'm feeling more confident with what I know about the sport. And for both of them, the athletes are great and the coaches are really awesome to work with. And I've enjoyed all aspects of it. You also help manage the In Our Voices, which are, uh, you know, mm -hmm. on the website every year and or every, uh, well, what, it's about every week almost. Yeah, well, almost. we have a lot of people that are interested in sharing their story, so it's great. We have probably one every two weeks. That's awesome. Months. So, and then you also write and, and you also pass along stories. So if you have some stories of some athletes that maybe people aren't as familiar with that you think are just really cool, are there any that stick out in your mind? Any, any sport? Um, we've had a couple really awesome ones this year. I'm trying to think most recently we did the Tommy Armstrong story, which that was already kind of out there on social media, but um, we just got a little bit more information and more of Jalen's experience of it and, and her perspective. Um, we have one coming out soon about Darby Thomas. She has a pretty incredible journey in high school. Um, she was a great track star in Iowa, and one of her teammates ended up passing away um, her freshman year of college when Darby was still in high school and she was in a car accident I believe and then her dad had also passed away when she was in high school so wow. she uses those two things to inspire her and, and her track career um, but every story that we've done just been so inspiring and it's just really fun to get to know athletes in a different way and it's a story that you wouldn't probably see just by watching them on TV or seeing them out on the field. Because that's probably kind of being journalism and like liking to write kind of what you like about sports yes. too, right? Yes, that's definitely the journalism side, finding those stories. Um, it connects with, yes, what I like to do before as well. Well, um, I guess, and then what's it been like when you made that transition? I know you, you were learning a lot, but to get to be back a part of the athletics department team when you mm -hmm. were a student athlete and all these people that were doing stuff for you and then mm -hmm. now all of a sudden you're working with them, what's yeah. that, what that transition was like? It's definitely a change, but I was telling somebody recently, it feels like I've been a part of Nebraska athletics my whole life yeah. because really in some way I have. So it doesn't really feel much different. I know a lot of the same people, a lot of them have been here. We have a very 
like an old group of people that like to hang around here a while because once you get here, I think you don't want to go anyplace else. Like it's just so great to be a part of all of this. Um, so really not much different, but it's just been fun learning all these different things and who I need to talk with for what I'm trying to get done. I know um, obviously your dad was a big inspiration, but in this Title IX series, I like to ask every woman that comes and sit in, sits in the seat about a woman who was a woman that inspired you in your journey, whether, you know, career or as an athlete, and um, do you have one of those? I haven't really talked about my mom so far in this, but she bowled here as well, and she bowled for my dad in the late 80s to early 90s. and. She was a player of the year, an All-American, and she helped me a lot on my journey as well through, obviously through life, but through volleyball, through bowling, and anything that I'm doing. So she would be my top female athlete here um, and just an inspiration for me in my life. Did you have, other than your mom, did you have a favorite that was one of your, uh, your dad's athletes? You, I mean, I can't say one <laughs> specifically. Um, no, there's just, there's been a lot of awesome awesome ladies throughout the years and I can't pick just one yeah. um, we've had lots of really good teams how did you handle that pressure I mean you said you didn't want to embarrass them so you bowl but like I mean mm -hmm. and then when you start bowling I mean did was that ever in your mind or I'm sure they did a good job of not making you feel like you had to be them or or yeah you know what I'm saying yeah no I understand um I would say my first couple of years there was a couple times where in my head I was questioning myself and questioning my abilities and should I really be playing out here and I never heard anything from any other teams to say oh she's just playing because she's the coach's daughter but that's still something that kind of comes up every once in a while especially if I wasn't doing very well and had stayed in a game when he could have potentially taken me out but kept me in those types of things but that didn't last for very long I mean like I said my dad coach Klumpa they made sure that that wasn't an issue very early on and they didn't want that to affect how I performed so when, it start, when I started feeling that way, it didn't last very long. That's awesome. Yeah. If there's an a athlete that's listening in that maybe they wanted to play volleyball in college and there's something that derailed that plan and mm -hmm. what you said, you had a plan planned out, but they still want to play something in college, what would, what would be your advice? I think there's a lot of like, obscure sports out there that offer scholarships and a lot of colleges throughout have those, they offer that sport. So I think just do your research and kind of see what's out there because there's a lot of different avenues to become an athlete in college and there's a lot of sports that there's not too many athletes that play them and it's very specific but if you're good at it you can, you can find a way to get your schooling paid for and have some great benefits of being a student athlete. All right, Megan Stroud, appreciate your time. Yeah, uh, thank you. I mean, I could keep asking you questions, but that's awesome. And uh, probably if anybody hits us up tonight and needs any bowling tips, I'll uh, <laughs> maybe let you call in. <laughs> Sounds good. Along. You let me know. Appreciate your time. <laughs> yes, thank you.